Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You're listening to Ascent Radio. Uh, my website is Ascent-DentalSolutions with a focus on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. Today's podcast, we're honored to have Mr. Steve Parker. Uh, Mr. Parker has been in the dental industry since 2000, but he's been in business for the last 30 years. He's considered a thought leader, and he's the CEO of the Profitable Dentist and Excellence in Dentistry. Mr. Parker, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I have so many questions for you, and I can't wait to listen to your responses. But my understanding is uh, you have a program called Five Star Dental Practice Coaching. And it's a program that you've been developing over the last 30 years with your expertise. Can you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about that? Sure, uh, Dr. Coughlin. I appreciate, uh, first of all, appreciate the opportunity to speak with you again. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure and to speak with your listeners. Um, the five-star program grew out of uh, literally 30 years and thousands of, of coaching and consulting clients that uh, either I had or uh, Dr. Woody Oaks had. Uh, he's the founder of Excellence in Dentistry, um, the, our Destin Spring Break Seminar, the Profitable Dentist Magazine. He was really one of the pioneers in the coaching movement in the late 70s and early 80s. And what we've done is, in, in my becoming involved with him and really, uh, for lack of a better term, upgrading a lot of the, the content and the products, and the coaching was we determined that there were really five key elements that um, that determined a good practice or determined a, a successful practice. Now, these aren't really five elements that determine a uniquely a dental practice. They're five elements that really determine a good business. And um, essentially, they are the, the areas that we focus are leadership, team building, money, meaning finance, metrics meaning measure you know just measure your business and systems that you put in place so with five star coaching what we've done is is try to break it down into more bite-sized chunks and keep focused uh, keep a dental business owner focused on those elements of their business and then keep the clinical part of the the business separate so they can have a in fact one of the systems is a clinical committee where you discuss clinical things as much as you would in any business uh, you're kind of discussing discussing the operations part of your business. But what we determined was if we could focus on these five things, get an owner uh, to focus on these five things, whether it's a sole practitioner or it's a small group, or you would find um, – I've done a lot of uh, consulting with large groups. You'll find that even in a group of 150, 200, 300 dentists, um, there's still a business there, and these are really the five core elements that if you understand them, manage them, measure them, and um, make these what you do every day, you have a very, very, very successful business. Uh, for our listeners, one of the reasons I was taken by uh, Mr. Parker uh, is he's been involved not just in the dental business, uh, but you've also been involved with Fortune 500 companies. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your past experience uh, and that expertise that you've now been able to bring to the dental profession? Well, uh, that is a great question. Um, 
one of the things that I learned, and my background is management finance, is business is fundamentally business, no matter what it is you're in. You have resources, which are typically time, um, uh, time, money, and effort, and that you have to put towards a, 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 a product or result that you want for your business. So if you're in the plumbing business, the result you want is a lot more profitable plumbing jobs. If you're a dentist, what you want are a lot more happy paying patients. And, you know, I, I grew up in some different industries. Um, when I was very young, I got into the restaurant equipment industry. And it happened to be at a time when um, companies were franchising, McDonald's and Hardee's and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Jack in the Box. And instead of being one, two, three little restaurants, it now became 5,000 restaurants. One customer would, would do an expansion and it would be 15,000 restaurants. Um, 15,000 new McDonald's over this year. Um, you know, you have to approach those differently than um, uh, uh, 15,000 individual restaurants. The infrastructure, the way you, you approach it, the support systems, the management systems, the knowledge base and talent all have to be different than if it's a lot of individuals. Um, I, you know, I, I sold that business and moved into the telecommunications infrastructure at a time when cell phones were just emerging. So, again, you would have, uh, instead of everybody having a landline, suddenly, you know, and there were that many landlines around the country, suddenly everybody had a cell phone or two. Um, I read a statistic that they have, that Apple has now sold more iPhones than there are people um, over the, the, since 2007 when they came out. So the infrastructure to address that is completely different uh, than it is with, you know, everybody having a phone in their home and a phone in their business. What I see in dentistry is very much along the same growth pattern. Um, while there are huge growth in groups, um, that doesn't necessarily mean growth in giant groups. It can mean growth in small groups in a 5 or 10 or 12 dentist practice. But at the end of the day, what's happening is the business of that profession is starting to override the clinical part of it. Now, I personally don't believe that's that's compromising clinical principles. I think it just means giving the resources to the right people, the right place at the right time to do better dentistry. And so my background has been in a lot of industries that grew and aggregated and matured over time. And I believe, you know, interestingly enough, I'm, I'm living that again in dentistry. I see the same pattern that I saw you know, over the past 30 years in, in, in other industries. So I think what you're referring to is uh, the explosion of dental service organizations or dental support organizations, commonly referred to as DSOs or mm -hmm. MSOs, managed service organizations or managed support organizations. Uh, I've heard you talk and make presentations in the back. Perhaps you can explain to the listeners uh, what your prediction is, what you think is occurring, and how you think it's going to evolve over the next 10 to 15 years. Doug, again, great question. Um, I do a lot of interviews. I'm asked this question repeatedly. In fact, I would say it's 80-plus percent of the time. At some point in the interview, somebody says, you know, you're a business guy, so are you pro or con, are you for or against DSOs? And my answer is always the same. I don't know why you have to choose. I, 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 a market allows for all kinds of different businesses and sizes of a business in a particular industry. Um, there are, as long as you have a business that, ha that provides value to a customer 
and you can you can demand the price that you need to be profitable and stay around and make you give you a comfortable living um, I think the sole practitioner is is I don't think they're a dying breed I think they have to evolve in a general sense um, I don't think as a sole practitioner you can you can it's a challenge to, to manage insurance filing and it's a challenge to find employees um, that can do a lot of different things when the co competition is you know maybe a group down the street that says wow this person's really good as an insurance manager we'll hire him or her away and we can pay a little more wage well what you've really done is trained your competition um, I think you just have to be smarter in the way that you approach it as a sole practitioner I think the same thing applies as somebody who's who gets together with uh, a group and and I've uh, consulted and coached groups that are uh, you know four or five or six docs who all struggled on their own but have done terrific as a small group now there'll be an ownership group of five or six and now there are 25 or 30 uh, practicing dentists and who are all you know the rest of them are employees I think that is a model that really didn't exist 20 years ago really didn't exist 10 years ago but it makes sense today so they all can come out ahead but at the end of the day the the dentist working in a DSO or an MSO or a group are still dentists they still have to meet certain standards they still have standards of care they still have to make their customers happy and want to come back you know as a business owner or you're going to go out of business quickly so the same fundamentals apply I think there's room for for sole practitioners I think there there's room for large groups I think they offer a unique and different thing and I think the you know as we've talked in the past um, the ones who are more entrepreneurial and understand that thrive um, I actually think that the sole practitioner of the future will be a lot more financially stable because they understand the nature of their business but therefore they have to compete in a unique way that's that works for them versus trying to copy a, a large DSO I, I've, I've go ahead I was gonna say Steve uh, your uh, presentation and program excellence in dentistry and mm -hmm. uh, the profitable dentist uh, you have a, a phenomenal seminar uh, generally in April in Destin Florida and what I noticed is the attraction of younger dentists, more entrepreneurial dentists, dentists that know that they need to keep their clinical acumen up, but they're smart enough and astute enough to realize that you have to have this marriage between excellent clinical care, excellent customer service, but you have to understand basic business. And each time I've had the opportunity to speak with you, I've learned something uh, that's valuable for business. Is there is there a way uh, or knowledge about upcoming seminars that you're having or planning where uh, the dental community can reach out uh, and uh, hopefully participate uh, and listen to what your organization has to share and, and educate us in? Oh, sure. In fact, the um, our 2017 uh, Destin seminar, which uh, is in its 26th year, we were Dr. Oaks kind of pioneered the, the the dental seminar, the private dental seminar field, if you will. Um, the our theme for that is where are you taking your practice? And what we hope that communicates is, you know, back to our the earlier part of the discussion, is that you are the the CEO of your practice. Um, I've always said dental school taught you how to be a clinician. 
and you can hone those skills for the rest of your life and you should as anybody in any business should you should always strive to get better in 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 what you do in that in that vocation but they don't teach you very much about how to run a business and that's the interesting thing about dentistry is you know the vast majority is for generations that would graduate are going to be business people but you get very little business training they you come out with a lot of clinical skills but not much not many business skills so what I try to do and what we try to do with the profitable dentist and with again five-star coaching is to get you to understand the elements of a, of a strong business and focus on that um, with where are you taking your practice in Destin um, the idea is to bring people in who can help you with clinical we always include the ratio has changed a little bit over the years we're probably about 40 percent clinical just because that's what our, our uh, attendees and readers and listeners ask for um, but about 60 percent is your practice the 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 mechanics of running a dental business are becoming um, more in demand and you, you you hit a nail on the head about younger dentists or newer dentists um, my experience is that newer dentists understand they're in a business they're running a business and they want they want to get those kind of skills so that's really what we're trying to provide more of uh, there's a lot of clinical content out there we will continue to provide it but what I'm getting asked for more and more every day is you know how do I build a retirement plan for my employees uh, you know I'm gonna hire my second or third or fourth dentist and you know I want to quit you know kind of bungling through it um, is there a, a form or a platform or a system or a, something that we can use and there there are but again this is very this is an evolving piece of dentistry the idea of small groups so um, what we try to do is focus on that and provide the tools and resources that Anybody who wants to, again, if they want to be a sole practitioner, we're going to give them to you. If they want to be a, a small group, we're going to help you. If they want to be an emerging larger group, we'll give you those tools and resources too. Steve, at the beginning of uh, this podcast, we talked briefly about the five-star dental practice coaching program, and you uh, elicited five salient points. Uh, one of them was leadership, another was metrics, another was system. Uh, in this podcast, if you were to stimulate our listeners, is there one particular point in each of those five categories that you would put the highest emphasis on? So if you were to say in leadership, is there a particular one quality that sort of trumps all the other qualities? The same with uh, a metrics, if you had to look at one metric. Is there a way that you can summarize uh, and stimulate our listeners uh, to uh, want to reach out, sign up for the program, and learn more about it? Sure. Uh, in fact, uh, great question. Um, and uh, let me kind of go down the list real quick. I would say with leadership, uh, I, always, I always try to leave each client with the understanding that you are the boss. Now, that doesn't mean that you're bossy. That means that you are in charge. You make the decisions. Be prepared to do that. Um, too many times when I get into consulting or coaching, uh, the dentist just wants to come in and be the dentist and leave the difficult business decisions up to an office manager or you know, I mean, surprisingly, even front desk people, a lot, of, a lot of people who don't have a vested interest in the profitability of the business. So you're the boss. doesn't mean be bossy. It just means that everybody there needs to know that you're the person in charge. Um, team building, I would say to understand that your team 
is your most valuable resource. They will make you or break you. They can build you up or they can come in and go through the motions every day. So the more your team is engaged and involved and in it with you, that everybody's pulling in the same direction, um, uh, and that you, they see you investing in them as a team and treat them like a valuable, a valuable asset, you're going to get a lot more out of your team. Um, money, um, uh, the time value of money and cash flow are probably the two things that I coach most about or try to get through. Understand the nature of cash flow. That's, that's the lifeblood of a business. Um, you need a, a good balance of cash coming in predictably and cash going out. And when that becomes imbalanced and upside down, you, again, back to leadership, need to be the, the person in charge, address it immediately, and take actions to get it get that part of your business righted. Get, get a, uh, and I know it sounds easy, and there are a lot of complications and nuances to it, but fundamentally, your eye needs to be on the, on the flow of money coming in and going out. Um, metrics, <clears throat> I always coach people to determine their, the important metric for their practice. So if you've been flat, if your growth has been flat for three years and the most important thing for you is new patients, then that's going to become the metric that you care about, therefore your team cares about. If it's um, patient retention, if it's whatever, whatever you need to focus on, I typically say pick three. There are 103, but pick the three that are unique to your practice that you've decided you're going to work on over the next year. And those are the things that, you know, I'll put a little marker board back in the, the lab or the, the um, break area for the team, and, and I'll have the office manager write up every day whatever metric we're working on. So if we're, if we're trying to graze, grow new patients, I want everybody to see every day how many new patients we have for the month. And if our goal is 20, I want somebody to walk in every day and see a bunch of zeros, and either they feel bad and do something about it or they, you know, don't. Both of those are valuable things to know. Um, systems, um, again, it's back, the same thing as sort of metrics. You decide what's important to you in terms of systems, uh, whether it's clinical systems, marketing systems, finance systems, but everything in your practice, the more systematic it is, the less you have to address it every day, the fewer surprises. Um, you decide what you're gonna do, put the system in place, and then let it run. Visit it weekly or monthly, make corrections as necessary, but without a system, you're going to have your staff coming to you for a hundred little decisions every day and looking for approvals every day that a system would, would take care of for you. So the, the, so those the are, value of Those are great, uh, great highlight points. Yeah. Steve, if, if the listeners wanted to reach out, uh, they mm -hmm. wanted to sign up for your coaching program. They wanted to sign up for uh, Excellence in dentist, Dentistry, the, the seminars. If they wanted to uh, either publish in your magazine or read your magazine, The Profitable Dentist, what's the best way for our listeners to reach out uh, and get in touch with you in your organization? Uh, there are several ways. Um, and one of the things that we do is the Profitable Dentist magazine is free to any practicing dentist or licensed dentist in the country. Um, you can subscribe to that online free at theprofitabledentist.com. Uh, fill out a quick little form and you'll start receiving it. The next issue is due to, um, we just wrapped it up this morning, so it's on its way out. And if you would like that, just uh, give us your name, address, and you'll, you'll get the very next one. 
Um, I can be reached at steve at theprofitabledentist.com. That's probably the best way to reach me. Uh, or you can call in, and uh, one of the young ladies that um, uh, take care of our reception can help you. That number is 812-949-9043. But uh, any one of those ways, and, and I always encourage, um, you know, I get a lot of calls every day. I always feel it's a, it's sort of a, a responsibility to, to talk to anybody who calls in with a quick question. Uh, I'm always, uh, I probably take two or three calls a day from young dentists who want to start a practice. Or again, a lot of the calls right now are about groups that want to start groups. Um, I'm more than willing to spend a few minutes on a phone call, uh, even in an evening, and just give a little direction, um, you know, and, and some ideas. And, and a lot of times just put two people together. So, um, well, what I want to do is I want to give a sincere plug to you. Uh, I've been a practicing dentist and still a practicing dentist for over 33 years. I have over 150 employees, 14 locations. I have dealt with the business of dentistry, uh, the strengths, the weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that have been affecting our uh, profession. And I would consider you truly one of the best thought leaders I've had the opportunity to come across. And I want to personally take this time to thank you, your company, and your organization. I also think I would be remiss. A couple of years ago, uh, Dr. Woody Oates called me after receiving my book, and he really sat down and talked to me. He gave me a chance to go on your radio show, uh, a driving uh, dentist or dentist behind the wheel, and it was an opportunity for me to share my own personal thoughts and my own personal experiences, and I'd be remiss if I didn't thank Dr. Woody Oates uh, for not only helping me, but the thousands of other dentists, and now that I see you in this position, uh, I see you doing the exact same thing, and I hope our listeners uh, take the opportunity uh, for this fantastic resource uh, to just reach out, learn more, Get involved with the profitable dentist and allow them to bring your practice and your personal life to a, a, a higher level of success and balance. Uh, Steve, in our closing few minutes, is there anything you'd like to add? Oh, I, first of all, thank you for that. Uh, it's very, um, you know, surprising and appreciated. Um, I would like to add again, you know, back to our dentistry is in a very, very. Um, high state of flux right now i think it's a very evolving business and and i think there are a lot of people out there who who feel like it's the end of a of a thing or end of something and it it, and it very possibly is there's an evolution that always takes place in business i am extremely optimistic about the the entire industry of dentistry i'm extremely optimistic about anybody who is in dental school right now graduating looking uh, forward looking at their future the opportunities that will present themselves and are now i i just um I, I can't say enough how optimistic i am about being a dentist or about anybody being a dentist or being in this business in the next 20 years mr parker from the profitable dentist excellence in dentistry uh you've been listening to ascent radio I can't thank you enough uh, for using your valuable time uh, to share your knowledge and expertise with our listeners. Uh, a personal thanks to you and your organization and to Dr. Oates. Uh, thank you so much, Steve, uh, for your time and expertise, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you, Dr. Coughlin. Likewise. Okay. Thank you. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.